Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Dust World. Father. <clears throat> and he leans over to one of the guards and he's like, announce me. And the guard's like, oh, yes, uh, sire, of course. Uh, firstborn prince of Red Earth, Shao, the, f the Burning One, comes before the great king of Red Earth. Hello, son. What, what do you have for me? Father, look, I've caught two of the escaped prisoners. Ah, yes. Hurry up. And he pushes you guys. And then all of a sudden, Wedge breaks his chains. And he jumps up into the air, like full force, arching like 20 feet in the air. He comes down on top of the king and he smashes into the king's face. The king gets crushed into his own chair and like blood shoots everywhere. And then his other arm comes back and you see like little rockets shoot out from behind his elbow. And he goes, this is for my brother. And he smashes him again. Blood shoots out everywhere. The king is literally in pieces on the floor. He oozes and then reforms. 
until it's back into the shape of the king. All of a sudden, Wedge gets lifted up in the air, arms spread. He's like, guys, I can't move! I feel like he has some technology that I could use, but the rest of him, I think I'm done with. And he waves his hand, and Wedge gets torn apart. You let Sierra free. Yes. She holds no more debt to you, and you let her go. I mean, I will let her into your care, but she will still be a nine devil. Until the aligning. What is this aligning you keep talking about? It is where I change the world into my image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard that before many times. What does it mean? Speak my level, because I don't speak your your... level. Very well. My level. The aligning is where we wipe the slate clean, literally destroying whole broken cities and laying waste to the land, but churning the soil so that more can grow, finally, after everything that has happened. We will use the machine to draw the radiation soaked earth and literally pull the radiation from the ground and put it back where it belongs, in the sky, in the stars. And then we will use the machine to rebuild, to build new fantastic cities and, and roads and anything that gets in our way, we will topple easily. We will realign. The world will be aligned. Brother, if you do this, you will have to do terrible things. And you have to watch me do terrible things. But in the end, maybe the world will be better for it. And maybe we will find our vengeance for our parents. But vengeance isn't what I want. She leans over and she goes, it's what I want. Hello, I'm Paul Parnell, the DM of Dust World, an actual play podcast where we play an anime-flavored post-apocalyptic sci-fi western game in the vein of Trigon or Fallout. In this game, we will be creating a story together. Play the intro. Now we follow our heroes, Gage Thane, a dust-casting, sword-wielding monk from the mountains of Black Earth, Clarence Wales, the telepathic child runaway whose mind is strong enough to bring grown men to their knees. Kevin Wolfkin, the sharpshooting, foul-mouthed, fox-faced hunter from a hidden village of werewolves. And Wedge, the indestructible cyborg brawler. Let's see what becomes of them in Dust World. There's like this glint in her eye. If I don't take this deal, we're gonna have to fight again. It's true. And one of us is going to die this time. You mean you? <laughs> no, sis. I mean, I'm going to have to kill you. Well, I hope that's the case. Is that what you want? It's better than me killing my baby brother. Oh, see, so you do care a little bit there. I do. Once you killed Ferris, I've been thinking much more clearly. Is there no way to set you free from this? Not that I know of. But, you know, who knows? If you join, maybe we can find a way. It's true. I would have technology in my hands that I've never had before. and might actually be taught on how to use it for once. I'll have to betray my friends if I do this. It's true. Clarence will be locked away in his cell, pretty much. Kevin will say I'm the only one who wins. 
What if you just have a different plan? She smiles and winks. You know, a gauge plan. What covert ops? I think we both know we're not amazing at that. Well, you'll have time. It's the one thing you haven't had yet. And I'll have you. You'll have me. And your friends. One form or another. I can't lose you against Sierra. Alright, time's up. I look at, I look, I snap out of it. So what is it? Are you off to prison? Or, uh, are you joining me? Also, Foxman, if you want, I'm feeling generous. You could also join my nine. In fact, I lost my gunman because of you, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm so sorry. I must have accidentally killed one of your people. I wasn't paying attention. Ah, so to prison then. Yes, got it. So you're the last one, Gage. And my patients are wearing thin. I have things to do. I can't sit here bantering back and forth all day. But I you're not even here. I you're a bot. I am the king, after all. I look at Clarence <clears throat> and Kevin and just... The choice is yours. Trust me on this one. I accept the deal. As long as I get to work with Sierra, and we get to go and take out the person that killed our parents. Hmm. It's Darius Schwartz. Yes. You let us have that mission, and you've got me. And I take out Wade, place it on the ground. Very well, Neil. And I take the knee. Okay. He uh, <clears throat> he whistles, and then the image of Juno appears, standing like you can see he's in like sort of uh, robes, kind of more Jedi robes, something you'd wear like as you're recuperating, mm -hmm. uh, you see, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alistair and, uh, Matsuo. Matsuo has like a big scar across <laughs> his face. Like <laughs> half of his head is shaved and you see scars. I chuckle a little bit. Um, and like, he's like on a, uh, what do you call that thing? A crutch. A crutch. Yeah. And you also <laughs> see Tetsuo, somebody you've never actually seen in person before, uh, his image as well. And they all appear. Um, he's like, My nine devils of Red Earth. We have lost a few here and there. In fact, I believe I this snort. group may have been <laughs> the cause of some of that. But I'd like to let you know we have added a new member to our family. A lurker, nonetheless, which will help speed upon your recoveries, and a bladed dust caster. Welcome, Gage Thane. The dust blade. You may stand. I stand up <clears> and <throat> sheath waiting. All the guys kind of like looking or chatting back and forth, and they see you guys, and then the holograms disappear. Mm. Very well, you may go and uh, escort your friends to their respective places of living for now. And that is it. So now we get to move on to a interesting and fun next part. So here is the deal. We are going to time jump three years into the future. 
And to do Three that, years. Yep. Now I am mad at you. <laughs> God, I'll be um, 15. I'll be the worst teenager ever. Each of you can keep your boon. Uh, your <laughs> dice will now become a boon. So Crap. So the way this is going to work is you will pick a place to start on the beginning. You can either be in a hardship, a workout, meditating, investigate, or reading. And... Uh, for every two lines is one year. You will get to roll a D20, and if you get above 10, you will get to make two choices per year. They have to be connected. So if you chose meditate for the first one, you could choose workout or investigate. Um, and then your next choice has to be directly connected. So if you choose meditate, you could choose steal or throw knives, and that would be your next one. So you want to look down the path and see like which way gets you kind of things that you want. Each one of these decisions is going to have a mechanical counterpoint uh, that will do something good and something bad for you. So Kevin, you're going first. Okay, you get two choices. Uh, you're currently in prison. Do you want to start at a hardship? Seems like a good one. I couldn't hear you. So you're currently in prison. Uh, you can pick any of the top row. Where do you want to start? Is it possible to obtain lightning craziness by meditation? Yes. So. And I'll probably go with that. So, uh, probably what you're going to want to do is get tortured. Oh. So. They're probably going to shave me. Yeah, so if you started at meditate, then your next options would be steal or throw knives. So, if I went with. Hardship, run, meditate, torture. Would that give me a higher chance? Yeah, you would, you would definitely be able to get some lightning powers if that's what you want. All right, I'll go that route. Okay, so uh, you get two to start with because you rolled a 16. So you want to start with hardship? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so Kevin has a hardship and a workout. Now tell me, what is your hardship? Role play a little. Oh, I have to. I have to describe it myself. Yes. Well, I'm assuming they would make my entire tribe do hard labor for no apparent reason because the guy's a dick. It's true. Uh, you guys are you're in with uh, with a lot of your tribesmen and you're doing hard labor digging a mine in a canyon. Uh, describe to me what's happening. Like, what are you doing? How do you feel? I would feel fine. To be honest. Yeah. Because the, most of my tribesmen are there, and I know that my father is out there somewhere trying to get them out. Yeah. So it's really not a mental hardship. It's just a physical hardship. Okay, and it works out because you got workout too, so. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> okay, so, yeah, they're, they're, like, beating you down and, like, yelling at you and telling you to hurry up and stuff. But every once in a while, there's... Just this little glint, a flash on the, the precipice of the gorge. And you just see it for a moment and you know, and you have this like knowing in your heart that that is Alarak and he's out there. And uh, you, you always notice that every once in a while, a few guards will go missing and more food will be present for your, for your family. Okay, next up. Uh, Clarence. Clarence, roll us a D20. Do, do I have to be 10? Is that why I have to be? One. Yeah, you, you get one no matter what. So, what do you want? Where are you starting? Uh, I want to Clarenceception the king. Uh, at the end of the day, I want him to accept that the world is exactly the way it is, 
and that it's a good thing instead of viewing it as a bad thing. Because that's what I've learned traveling with my friends. Okay, so that's your goal? Yes. Uh, to I love you too, Clarence! <laughs> I have to make this character come together somehow. I sold you guys out, so I really can't say much at this point. <laughs> Did you? Do you hate that plan? Let's I don't see. care um, if you hate it, but do you? I literally sold you guys to be with my sister, so... No, it's alright. I get to be with you. At least you didn't have time to get rid of me. So yeah, I would say once every year. you're going to want... Sabotage or plan as much as possible and maybe investigate. Okay, uh, investigate and read? Or investigate and meditate to increase my mental powers too? Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Alright. Okay, so and you are in the machine, but because of your little reprieve, you actually get some time out of your machine. So tell me what is it that you're investigating? Well, I played the part of the... Despite being a sociopath, I've learned some social niceties. So there's some general, like, people around who are, you know, palace people. And I'm constantly quizzing them about the king's worldview. And then when I I start nonchalant conversations with the king's like, what's your favorite color? At first, I'm really awkward and bad at it because that's how I do everything, you know. Let me show you a magic trick. But, you know, he finds it amusing, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so uh, one day you were having your chess match with the king, and uh, when you got to meet the king in, in person, you realized he was a lot more cold than the version that you met in the hall. That was the copy bot. Right. <laughs> Doing some And it was copied from him from a few years ago. So this version of the king, the same voice, similar mannerisms, but much colder. Mm, uh, yes, Night D2. Yeah, uh, not very f- like friendly, not open. Um, go ahead. Holy crap, I, I'm going to do Chimera Ant with him. Yes! Um, nice. So I just like KD2, and I'm like, I'm better than him. Do you go? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and I, I, I play the part of E2. I just love to play chess, and I play it up even though I'm thinking, all right, I need him to get as involved in the chess game as possible. Okay. I need it to become his world, and then I can control his world because I know I own a chess. But I have to be really good at chess. So that's what I'm doing when I'm stuck in the engineering game. Yeah, so at this point, he still beats you at chess, but every time you're getting better. It's like, oh, he actually owns it. That's crap. Okay. Um, do you want to roleplay any, like, dialogue or anything? Uh, what's what's your favorite what, what's your favorite chess piece, mister? Oh. <clears throat> I would say the knights, because they're the most versatile. You can get in and out in a very interesting way that that is more difficult to perceive. Interesting, considering they have the most eccentric movements. Exactly. Hmm. Makes you think. Indeed it does. Check. And then he gets off and kicks my (laughs) ass. Nice. Okay, and now, uh... Alrighty. A resident dust blade. Do you have a plan? The traitor. I have a gauge plan, and yeah, I rolled an 18, so... Okay, you get two choices. Cool. My objective right now is to find a way to break Sierra free of the... Okay. This route. Meditate and work out for this part. Okay. <laughs> so basically, once gauge comes into the service and, you know, stuff, so 
he works out, starts trying to perfect as many of his skills as he can, building up his strength, you know, just like training, uh, specifically he wants to train with Alistair okay. on how to further engage dust abilities like the uh, one he was showing. Dust block? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so he, uh, something else you could do is you could send away and try and connect with Jasmine as well. Okay, yeah, I reach out to her as well, sending out a letter just trying to find her. Okay, so you're, you're on a mission. Um, but with the meditation, you need with Clarence every couple months when I come back. Okay. And me and what him, about Gerber? Me and him play chess together. But while we're playing chess, I'm actually having him help me strengthen my mental walls and abilities okay. to help build my mind up. I like it. Um, and me and him are in the meantime talking and I'm letting in turn while he's doing that I'm letting him look through all of my memories of everything I've been doing I hide all the bad ones that are just a little rough but I give him at least a picture of what's going on in the outside world so he doesn't feel as cooped up Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on Now back to the show. Kevin, what about me? What you, okay. You care about Kevin? Kevin you're just can't be patient. Kev, okay. You can visit Kevin too. You okay. pretty much because you're you're like the highest besides the king or the prince. I walk. I, I go down to Kevin every now and then. I'll bring him a good cooked meal, and sit and just check on him, see how everything's doing. Watch him work work out and uh, and have a hardship. No, I <laughs> I pull him aside at one point and I say. All right, you know that this is only temporary, right? Like, I didn't just leave you guys here to leave you here. What? You, you didn't abandon me? Oh, my God! I'm standing right here, aren't I? <clears throat> I don't have time yet. The guards are kind of, like, looking over, like, what did they say? <laughs> I'd say mental waste, but I'm back at the well, I just, I just <laughs> look at him, I go... I shut up and get back to work, and I kick him in the gut, and I just <laughs> lean over, and then I lean over and whisper... Just trust me on this one. And walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Before he, oh, trust me, trust me. What? Before he walks away, I vomit on his shoe. <laughs> on his shiny black red earth shoe. And I just look at the guards and I go, this one needs more hardships. Give him a beating tonight from me. And I walk away. They, they stand up straight. Yes, sir. And I kind of chuckle a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not going to win this one. And I walk away. <laughs> okay, so you're out on a mission, and uh, and you send away, uh, <laughs> like, kind of out in the networks, mm-hmm. and uh, and you end up meeting up with Jasmine. She, she 
appears before you one day and you're just like, like out of the blue. Stop doing that. It's okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I no, it's not okay. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to do that. I just, you, you called for me. So yes, I yes, I, I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not very grateful. No. I I'm, gave you a ring. I just kind of... I kinda, taught you about it. Jez, Jez, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. It's been a lot. It's been a lot, yes. I had to make a choice, and it wasn't wasn't one I wanted to make, but it had to be the one for now. But right now, I need your help. I heard that you're one of the nine devils now. More like an angel in disguise, let's just say. I mean, I would burst things, out laughing, but that would be too loud. Yeah, some I'm, of the I'm things that you, you've been doing haven't sounded very angelic. Jasmine, what do you want? I need training. I've got to end this. I need to free my sister, but I'm not skilled enough to do this. I need you to teach me more, and I also need you to supply me with anything that you think could help defeat this. And I pull out just kind of the book that Clarence was reading and put it in front of her. Okay, she pages through and she's like, I have no idea what this is. This looks crazy. It is crazy. Okay, well, I can take it back to the library and see if the boys can analyze it. Yeah, do that and get back to me. Okay. Please. Uh, So do these exercises and they will help strengthen your bond with the dust. Okay. And then hopefully that will make you stronger. Hopefully. And I look at her, do you need anything? Just keep an ear open. What do you need an ear open for? I don't know. Fair enough. I'll gather any information I can, and whatever you want, you can have. Okay, so you guys are in, like, the second-story building of, like, kind of a Arab-type town, mm-hmm. and a big spider crawls up to the window, like, big enough to ride on, and she goes, okay, bye, and she hops on top of the spider, and it crawls away. I just kind of put my head <clears throat> in my hands and go, I don't get paid enough <laughs> to do what I do. <clears throat> I need to go kick Kevin again. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, Kevin, roll d20. I'm gonna kill Gage thing. <laughs> New objective found. Okay, you got, <laughs> you got it too. So you could either steal, run, network, or throw knives. Okay, so... Uh, there. Tell me, tell me what happens. What do you steal? What are you, what are you thinking? I'm going to steal as many weapons and uniforms as I can get. Okay. To help arm my people and hide them for when I plan to get the hell out of there. Okay, cool. And then you're just practicing running. Well, you're mm-hmm. running to steal. You're running to well, steal. Think about the running is more working out, is what I was thinking. Okay. Adding to my ability to become stronger. Okay, cool. So, uh, who do you steal from? Probably the guards. So, it's late at night. Uh, You sneak into one of the barracks. And you see... Like, the weapon rack. What do you take? What weapons do they have? Normal, some like rifles, a couple of pistols, some swords, some billy clubs. I'd probably take as many rifles as I could carry. Okay. And possibly some swords. Okay, so you're taking things, and as you do, uh, one of the guards comes in, 
And what happens? So I stealth my way through the shadows. Okay, so he looks around and he doesn't notice you. He thought he heard something and he sees a bunch of the equipment missing, but he, he figures it must be out for cleaning or something. And then you run off really fast. Okay, and that's six months number two. Kevin has been in prison for one year. I hope you've enjoyed it, Kevin. It's my turn. <laughs> okay, Clarence is up. Oh, hi. Come on, come on. Oh, that was almost a one. It was. You guys have been doing really well. I'm... Sabotage and steal? Yes. So you could do throw knives and sabotage. Okay. Uh, I'm getting kind of bored. Uh, sometimes Gage doesn't show up. And then your body's weak because you've been in this thing most of the time. So and maybe you start trying to like physically get stronger by throwing All right, knives. all right. Let's Sarah Connor this. Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor. Okay. I don't know who Sarah Connor is, but I feel it's important. <laughs> I'm throwing knives at this little nice. board on the wall. Uh, okay, and then what does the sabotage look like? What do you, uh, what sometimes are you thinking? Sometimes when I'm throwing knives, it happens to be a little bit near the machine. And I just kind of fling one and it's like, oop. But okay. I look around, really <clears throat> innocent, wide-eyed, nobody's notices, and there's some sparks, and then it goes out for a second. It's like, do-do-do-do-do. Okay. Wow, such bad aim. <laughs> do you want to have another uh, interaction with the king? Uh, sure. Okay, so you are brought into the king's chamber, and you sit down before him. You guys tend to have uh, a nice small meal and uh, good tea. <clears throat> which most of this kind of food you've never had before in your life, and so this is probably the best food you've ever had. What's your favorite meal? Because I am digging this curry. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like at some point eating just became a chore. But this food is acceptable. I mean, it's so good. This is the best food I've ever eaten in my life. I could eat this every day. Just this meal, and you have more than this? Yes. That's amazing. What an amazing cuisine you've got. This is amazing food. <laughs> yes, thank you, Clarence. I will make sure to tell the cook that you are so impressed. I hope you have a good meal too, sir. He, like, just quietly eats his curry. He, like, takes a minute and he looks at it a little longer, and he, like, pauses when he eats a little bit longer. You can tell he's trying to taste it and trying to, like, ingest it a little bit. King and I, King and I. <laughs> this is how Clarence wins. He's like, "Thank you for the meal, Clarence." And of oh, course, pleasure's the, mine. The game of chess. You know what time it is. It's all right. He like waves a hand, and the guard escorts you back. Until next time. Until next week. Okay, and gauge is up. All right, so I can choose anything that connects to meditate and workout? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I work on just throwing stuff, like throwing knives and like kind of just working on my accuracy with what I'm doing. Yep. Um, so okay. just, uh, you know, if you've got some dialogue. Yeah, if you've got something. Uh, I was just going to say like, so. What do you steal? For me, I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be taking figuring out a way to stop this machine and keep Sierra alive with her implants and all that stuff, keep her. I don't know anything about this crap. I barely can turn on a light switch. I'm learning, but not fast enough. 
Yeah. So for me, what I try to do is I try to go in and with my high security clearance, go in and I have Wade scan all of the documents nice. on her programs. Because I say, I come and say, you know, I feel like something's wrong with her implants. Like just, she said she was feeling a little bit of discomfort. Can I look at the plans real quick just to see what we're working with here? Of course, Mr. Thane. And so as I do that, I'm just holding my sword, just acting like I'm clicking it in and out nervously or just like, you know, absentmindedly. But really, I'm having Wade, and I do this all I mean, the time. I mean, you could just have him interface with the computer. Okay, true. Well, I just, I, you know, call Wade. I'm like, Wade, I want all of this, and I would like you to analyze it. And later on, I want you to dumb it down for me and give me the long and short of what it is. Sure thing, dummy. I was a charmer, and I just kind of... Does anyone hear him say dummy? Uh, you want him to? Yeah, just out of curiosity. If yep, sure. A couple of scientists are like, what was that? I just look around and I go, were you talking to me? Uh, no, me? No. Yes, you. No, sir. No, of course not. I'm sure? I don't know. I thought I heard something out of you. I would never, s sir. I'm actually a big fan. Hmm. Big fan, huh? Yep. Big fan. Fantastic. You come with me. You point to him? Yeah. Okay. He follows you. I bring him over to the side. I want you to work on something for me. Uh, sure. What's up? Well, I don't want any other scientists or anyone to know. This uh, is something for me to use. Okay. Are you going to charm him? Huh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to use charm on him. Okay. He's like, oh, of course, I would love to do whatever I can, sir. Fantastic. Just on the off chance that something goes wrong with the implants, uh -huh. I want you to make a device that neutralizes them so that there's no malfunctions, there's no danger to me or to the king. Do you understand? Uh, not really, but I can do that. I mean, I don't think I can do that, but I can try to do that. What can you do then? I mean, research. Science-y stuff? Fine. If you can't do that, then... You're familiar with core technology, correct? Uh, things that power the different machines, robots, such like that. Uh, yes. Okay. We've run into a couple of, uh, you know, of them in our travels that have been proven quite difficult. Mm -hmm. Surely you understand, you know, fighting, fighting robots in higher tech is very difficult and not worth my time. Oh, of course not. I want you to construct me an EMP device that wipes them out. Sure. How big of a blast yield would you like? I want it precise enough that I can fire it like a gun. Okay, an EMP gun? Yes. But it needs to be something that when it shoots, it takes out what I want it to. I mean... So, It'd think, probably think be a, a comb. Yes, think a comb. That is actually exactly what I was going to say. You're smarter than I thought you were. Thanks. I'm impressed. I am a scientist. We've got you to do this for the on science alone. I'll put a uh, I'll put a good word in for the king. Get your promotion. Wow, that would be great, sir. Thank you. But this stays between us that I'm making this. I don't want people to flinch about the budget. You know how these things work. Sure. If it works, though, I'm sure that they would love to make more of them. Well, if it works. You come to me, bring it to me, I'll test it out. If it works, then perhaps we bring it to the king and present it together. Yeah, that would be great. Work. Yeah, thank you. Very good. Start working on that for me immediately. I expect it done within six months.
yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and so I do that, and then as for... Uh, so that's what you get for your steel. Okay, that's what I get for my steel? Yeah. Okay, okay. so... Uh, yeah, I'm good. So here's what happens next. Do I see Sierra at all, by the way? Yeah. So during this time, you and Sierra are sent out on a mission, and you're sent to a remote village. Um, you were told to wipe out any uh, anybody who gets in your way, um, and the the thing they want you to take is like the most prized possession of this village. And look, it's a, a big crystal and it's part of the machine. I look at Sierra. Let me handle this. Uh, do, do you want to take any of the other nine with you? Uh, yes, actually I do. Who do you want to take? I'll take Alistair. Alistair? Okay. And... Hey buddy, our first mission together. That should be interesting, shouldn't it? Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we don't kill each other. It'd be great. I'm not if you're not. Okay, truce? I kind of reach out a hand. He puts his hand out. Yeah, I take it and I shake it and I go, Truce, just try not to blow us up this time, man. <laughs> you got it. All right. Only the bad guys. All right. Or good guys. Or and then who are the whatever. Other, who's the other rosters I can choose from? Uh, Juno, Matsuo, uh, Tetsuya... And then the last person is Barrett Love. Barrett Love. He's, um, he's recovered. I go ahead and I think about it. Pieces of him have, anyway. I walk into the... I'm assuming this is a mission given to me, and I'm choosing mine. Mm-hmm. I walk in. Sierra, Alistair, Juno, you're with me for this one. Oh, great. I don't have time for this. I look at Juno and I say, what did you just say? Some of us have our own missions to deal with. I walk right over. What do you, what do you need me for? Blady boy. The best case scenario is we walk in and out without any casualties. I have first-hand experience that you are very skilled at not killing someone, but incapacitating them pretty thoroughly. Am I correct? I suppose that's true. So what you're saying is, I'm a better swordsman than you and you need me. <laughs> what I'm saying is that your little glowy sword there happens to do exactly what I want. Other than that, I'd leave you wherever you were. But for now, we need to work together. Now, can we just let this go? <clears throat> I don't know. I think what you meant to say is, you're a better swordsman than me, and I need you, Juno. Let's make a deal. You come and do this mission with me, and we go, well, we'll have a duel and decide who's the better swordsman. I mean, we already decided. Oh, no, we didn't. This isn't really winning me onto your side. Fantastic. You know what, Will? King's orders, this is a mission. I'm choosing who I take with me. You're going with me. I don't think that's how these work, my friend. You can take any of the underlings. The nine come if we please. We all have our own missions to do. But maybe if you were a little nicer and you recognized my swordsmanship. <laughs> I look at him and I go, I recognize swordsmanship, I don't recognize ego. Then I turn and walk away. Good enough. So he's going with me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I didn't actually have to admit it. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so we go to the village then with this group. Okay. And so you go to the village, you're on the outskirts, it's about dusk. The scene looks very familiar. It's very similar to the kind of scene that you saw in Zazzle's memory when Zazzle, Juno, and Sierra and Ferris took out Kevin's village. Mm -hmm. I kind of look at them all and I go, 
This is to be a non-lethal mission. There should be no reason to kill anyone. We literally have someone here who can knock them out without any issues. If they get violent and they try to kill you, defend as you will, but try not to kill unless you have to. That's all I ask. Alistair, maybe keep the explosives like a minimum. Ah, uh, fine. I guess so. I mean, if you want to use, look, if you want to use dust lock and we just lock them all in boxes until we leave, I'm fine with that. Okay, always spoiling the fun. Gauge the fun spoiler. Let's go ahead and do that. Alistair, let's put dust blocks around every single person real quick. If we can just get whole chunks of them, we don't, we only need the crystal. Let's put it around chunks of them. Juno, take your side blades, sweep it through, knock them all out. Then we'll move on and take the crystal and leave. There's like, if you don't want to kill anybody, she pulls out her massive sword and hits the ground. Why did you bring me? can't trust you to go on another mission and not kill someone. She's like, that's kind of what I do. And you can see her like hand kind of like shaking a little and energy sort of building up around her sword. And I look at her and I see her. Remember, we don't work for you. We work with you. You're better than this. But I like it. Fantastic. Go kill an animal somewhere nearby. Please. Okay. Fine. I go ahead and have Alistair move forward with the plan in June as well. Okay, so everything is going pretty pretty similar to your plan. Uh, except halfway through, all of a sudden you hear the sound, like the bassy guttural sound of some kind of beast. And you look out across the, the kind of adobe uh, huts, and you see like a 20-foot tall creature. No, let's make it 50-foot tall creature like kind of rolling around and you see just like sparks flying as something is like bouncing off back and forth like across it as this thing is trying to like swat breathe fire uh the creature is kind of like a like a furry reptar just trying to like kill whatever this little thing is that's attacking it and you just see like these stabbed like blades going through it and like chunks of its body coming off and you just hear like kind of like a shrill laughter like <laughs> Kind of echoing across the, the desert. Yeah. What do you want? It's obviously not me. I'm right here. I know that. She's rolling. She's rolling straight towards the village. She could damage the crystal. Can you just neutralize her so she doesn't do anything stupid? <laughs> you want me to neutralize Sierra? Have you seen that armor she wears? This ain't worth a crap. So you're saying she's the better swordsman? No, I'm saying her armor blocks my sword. I can destroy her, and he like flicks his sword and it turns into 12 and floats up in the air. But I don't think that's what you want. And then it folds back together. I just kind of put my hand in my head in my hands and I just... Why don't you just tell her to hurry up? Sierra! Yeah! Stop toying with your food and just finish it! You take the fun out of everything! Gage! The fun killer! And then she, you see her jump up in the air, and she turns into four Sierras, and then all simultaneously they short strike the thing, and it's just like, and the thing just turns into a giant meaty chunk. Well, that's it for this episode of Dust World. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to follow us or connect with us, check us out on social media at the RPG Empire, and we hope you have a great day.